My great pleasure to have on the line with me Joe Valentine, former senator with the Greens and long-time peace activist and local hero. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. Oh, it's a pleasure. If you don't mind, just for, for some of our listeners who perhaps don't know of your history, could you tell us just a little bit about your passions in this area and, and I guess, your, your, your current engagements with the issue? Mm, well, in the... Uh Mm, late 70s, uh, so it's going back a long way before a lot of your listeners would have been born, I suppose. <laughs> I was just thinking about bearing children myself and realised that I had to do something very positive for the planet if I was going to bring more people into it. So it all goes back to that, worrying about the future, being concerned to make the world a better place. So, you know, I've been involved since 1978 in an active way trying to deal with the nuclear question in particular, but then lots of other related issues because, as you know, everything is connected to everything else. It certainly is. And uh, we have this, this character, this some would frame as a monster president at the moment uh, of the United States, a uh, President Trump. He is a character that... Uh, it's so problematic in so many different ways, but the the reality, the fact that he has his fingers on these buttons, these scary, tremendous uh, arsenal of nuclear weapons that the United States has, mm-hmm. uh, it's just frightening beyond belief. Could you talk to us a little bit about, you know, what's your opinion on the way that uh, I guess this is this reality is just. Uh, well, not getting as much discussion as it should, and and particularly, I guess, you know, where do you think the Australian government as uh, dealing with the reality of uh, a figure like uh, President Trump and all, all that means? Mm. Well, it's always a worry. Uh, anybody with their fingers on the nuclear button, and there are now nine nations that have got nuclear weapons, so the situation has worsened in some ways since uh, I first got involved. But there were actually a lot more nuclear weapons way back in the late 70s and early 80s. The Cold War was really on. And so there has been a dismantling of some of the weapons, but one nuclear weapon is too many, you know, far too much to have that uh, risk of nuclear annihilation. So at the moment, uh, there's a conference on in New York where 112 nations that's more than half the nations of the world, are actively working to put a ban in place, a treaty to ban nuclear weapons, as there has been already put in place, one to ban chemical and biological, the other weapons of mass destruction. So I think that, uh, you know, there's a bit more uh, oomph going into that because we have got somebody at the helm in Donald Trump who is a bit of an unknown quantity. I wouldn't call him a whole lot of bad names because I think if he does get impeached, the replacement could be even worse. Mm. However, that's another story. We have got somebody who uh, talks loosely about nuclear weapons who has suggested that Japan and South Korea might like to think about acquiring nuclear weapons because North Korea's got them. This is all very dangerous talk. There's also a lot of concern about the situation with China and China is actually encircled so it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that they are building what they uh, claim are not military bases in the South China Sea. However, Australia really needs to take stock of the new situation. China is our major trading partner. China is a lot of countries' major uh, trading partner, incidentally. We're not not, um, special in that. But because they've got so many mouths to feed and so many houses to build and so on, they're everybody's major trading partner. But we need to bear that in mind. And I think the Australian government hasn't really 
properly taken stock of the new situation and what the alliance means to Australia now because we might have... A, Donald Trump has already said he wants to increase military expenditure by a vast amount. Well, we don't want Australia to get dragged into any more wars following America's lead, and I think our leaders should be looking at that. Speaking of Australia uh, following the US's lead, you mentioned there the, the, the conference that's happening at the moment uh, around nuclear weapons, and Australia has followed uh, the US's lead in in boycotting that. Uh, mm. Could you talk to us a bit about that? Yes. That's really a disgrace, I think, because the Australian government rhetoric uh, for the last 40 years has been, yes, we're for nuclear disarmament. And we have actually, over the years, done some useful things towards uh, saving the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, which was a great hope 40 years ago. But, you know, it's had 40 years to do its thing and it it, it hasn't happened. Mm. The nuclear disarmament has not followed. So this is a new effort to try and get nuclear weapons not only declared illegal but actually eliminated we have to work towards getting rid of the 10,000 that there still are on the face of the planet and the Australian government is again blindly following the United States in boycotting these talks and I think that is a disgrace because about 80% of Australians and that give or take a few percentage points uh, want nuclear weapons eliminated in fact most people in most countries around the world want nuclear weapons eliminated so when these non-nuclear weapon states get together to do that very thing, to formulate a treaty which would ban them and make them totally illegal, Australia sides with the nuclear umbrella states you know, of the United States. So we're just following orders as we have ever since we turned our allegiance from Britain to the United States back in 1952 Korean War, Vietnam War, and so on. All of these wars we followed the Americans into, none of which have done us any good at all, and in fact, I would argue, have made us a lot less safe because you build up a lot of negative capital in countries where Australian air forces go and bomb alongside the Americans. We're not doing ourselves any favours at all. So this uh, this group, the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network, um, you've signed a, a statement uh, that they're they're putting out. Could you talk to us a little bit about that statement? It, it's a, a new newish organisation, the Independent Peaceful Australia Network (IPAN). It's been going for three and a half years now. I'm looking forward to its fourth. A national conference in Melbourne in September. Last year we were out in Alice Springs and focusing on Pine Gap and so on. So it's a, a progressive um, movement that has representatives in every state. And uh, our latest uh, effort is to get together a document called Keep Australia Out of US Wars, a public call for an independent and peaceful Australian foreign policy. And it's interesting that a lot of commentators are now talking about this and saying, well, look, here is an opportunity to rethink that American alliance. And even Malcolm Fraser, a very conservative prime minister, just uh, six months before he died, put out a book called Dangerous Ally. And he was talking about the United States. So he had come to see the light. And of course, his uh, followers now in the uh, Liberal Party, the Conservatives, don't want to know about that. They don't want a bar of that. But he saw the light. It's a bit like generals often become very anti-war once they leave the military. But, um, you know, he, his words are being noted by a lot of commentators like Hugh White and a lot of academics in universities around the country. So that's a good thing. But we want to 
actually enliven the Australian community to think we need to rethink this dangerous alliance. We need to be more independent. So here's an opportunity to uh, for people to sign a public statement like this, which will be put in newspapers and presented to government and so on, calling for Australia not to be the lapdog of the United States, to get rid of the US Marines from Darwin, to re-look at the work that these foreign bases do on our soil, because they tie us like Pine Gap and Cogerina, north of Perth, just near Geraldton, tie us into the American military network in you know a terrible way. It's going to be very, very difficult to extricate ourselves from that bad work that is being done in our name but without our permission, I would uh, venture, that most people don't realise that this is happening despite the fact that the peace movement over the years has tried to educate people about what Pine Gap does and its role has just got more and more complex and more and more negative according to commentators who've been looking at it for about 35 years. We're not in a good position but we have this window of opportunity so I think that Donald Trump's presidency actually offers an opportunity to relook at everything because people do realize that he's a bit of a wild card and you know maybe could make the world a less safe place so hey let's use that opportunity and say something different from Australia's perspective I understand there's a an evening on Monday night that uh, is is you know connected with this this movement. Yes, we've got Dr. Sue Wareham, who's from the Medical Association for the Prevention of War, and also uh, belongs to a group which is calling for an inquiry in Australia, like the Chilcot Inquiry in the United Kingdom, where Tony Blair was really taken to task for taking Britain into you know an unnecessary war based on lies. John Howard should face the same thing. But, of course, you know, that people are seeing that as past history. So we've got Sue Wareham speaking. She's a very, very good speaker. And uh, Dave Sweeney from the Australian Conservation Foundation, who actually manages to make the nuclear issue bleak and black as it is. He manages to make it funny, so that's always good. <laughs> have to have a laugh in there or we'd all go crazy. Yeah. And our own very good Senator Scott Ludlam will be speaking as well. So that's uh, a very um, going to be a very good evening to also take stock of where we are with the new Labor government in Western Australia, which um, has said that it will not allow new uranium mines to happen in this uh, state. And that's one issue that I've been working on solidly for 38 years. But then we had the new mines minister just last week say, well, the four that have got conditional approval can go ahead. But they haven't really got full approval. Their approvals are conditional. So we've got to reassess that whole situation as well and keep Labor to their word. No uranium mining, because that's the start of the whole nuclear problem, of course.